gather round, gather round. What is what is, was that a baby crying? Did you hear that too? What is that noise? I don't know what that noise was. I don't hear it anymore. Okay. But I but that was a little weird to start. Yeah. But yeah, I got the coffee and apparently the ghosts of babies here in the studio. Right. I, I'm not quite sure. We'll start the music and then we can actually yeah. officially <laughs> begin. <laughs> Shall we? All right. It is the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast. I am Mike. I'm Johnny. And uh, we will start, <laughs> and we have the ghost of a baby somewhere in the machine, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we will start with a a listener's court, as it were. So right. comment below or wherever you're listening or whatever. About grocery shopping, specifically the produce section. Mm-hmm. Because I ran into a situation where an individual was standing in front of the grapes, all right? And what they were doing is they were picking through each package of grapes to pick out the best bunch from each package to have a super package of great bunches of grapes for themselves. Oh, wow. So these were pre-bagged grapes yeah. that they were yeah. So, so yeah. so moving you, around. Right, exactly. So you Leaving we, the crap for somebody else. Right. When yeah. you walk up to the grape section, they're already pre-bagged, hmm. right? And so... This person was a kind of – and so they were kind of blocking out everyone else from even trying to attempt to get a bag of grapes. And they were just kind of going through and grabbing and building a super bag of grapes. Is that accept, Is that acceptable? I don't think so. I think one of the rules of grapes is you're always going to get a wonky grape or, you, or, or seven. You're going to get a wonky bunch. Yeah. yeah. I, I, plus you're touching – well, All these other bags of grapes, right? I mean, yeah. they were going through so meticulously of like, mm, nope, not that one. Nope, not that one. Oh, going to grab here. Going to switch that one out. Going to do this. I'm like, I don't think that's acceptable or allowed. I'm trying to remember now if I've seen grapes just out in the raw uh, anywhere. Used you know, to be, you, yeah. You, you don't yeah. seem to see that. This seems like they're already in bags for you. Yeah, it used to be when I when we were growing up at the store, it was just. A grape of Palooza and it was right. fine. You could grab all the grapes and touch everyone's grapes, whatever you wanted to do. But now they're already pre-bagged for you. I have been known, and I think it's acceptable if you, like, if you, to your point, you're going to get a wonky grape every right. once in a while. Just to deal with that. But I think it's acceptable if you see a good package of grapes, but it's more grapes than you think you're going to be able to eat in a week. Mm-hmm. You can take a bunch and put it in a different one. <laughs> but I, to, to, okay. to lower the amount of grapeage that you have... But I don't think it's acceptable to sit there and go through all the bags and just take out the best grapes and leave nothing but a bag of wonky grapes. I'd like for to someone. hear from somebody who runs a produce department or something to see what the yeah what is the rule on this thing and can you can you actually stop somebody from doing that? Yeah, could I have gone to the proper authorities at the particular grocery store I was at and said, hey, I don't think this should be allowed because instead of everybody getting a few wonky grapes, now one poor sad sack is going to get only wonky grapes. Right, because they couldn't pass up. They're like, terrible. Well, these all look wonky, but at ninety nine cents a pound, I'll take a wonky grape. Do you separate bananas? Yes, I do. Do you? Yes, yes, I do. I, I've never been able to bring myself to do that. I will look through all the bananas to find the amount of bananas that I want. Oh, so you take a you take a less than stellar banana. Just because you don't want to separate no, the bananas? I've never, I've never had a situation where there's a there's a less than stellar banana. But I'm saying... I'm, I'm ta- no, I'm, I'm just talking about people who only want four bananas and there's five. And see, so they, they, they yank one off and just throw it. See, I, th- I, 
Whenever I separate, you have to at least leave two. You can't just leave. A, you can't leave a. I've sink. seen some orphaned bananas. You though. can't have an orphan banana. Who's yeah. buying an orphan banana? I know. You know I where know. the orphan banana ends up? Probably with the terrible grapes. Well, not only that, the orphan banana ends up at, as, as a gas station banana. Oh yeah, you're right. Like the ra- like the yeah. weird random gas station fruit that are one offs. Right. That's what that's what an orphan banana. So if you want to make sure a banana does not live a full life and ends up just rotting in a gas station, break one off and just leave an orphan banana somewhere. Yeah. yeah. What's your what's your no, thought? Go, go ahead. No, I guess I'm just I'm, I, that was that was my question. So you'll you'll separate a banana if you see one that you don't think is okay. But you'll I, only do it if you can separate two bananas? Correct. If I see if I need okay. if I need two or three bananas and I see a good bunch of bananas. Like a litter of kittens, you can't you, you, they have to go <laughs> I together. I will leave two behind. <laughs> two will be left behind for the animal shelter and these are the three I want. I can't afford all five of them. It's just like a litter of kittens. It very much is just like a litter of kittens. Uh one last thing in the produce section, going back to grapes. Are you okay with someone testing the grapes from every package of grapes as well where they like they'll pop one off and eat it and be like okay that's okay and then maybe pop the other one off and be like nope no. that's better because what other fruit would you do that with yeah you can't just bite a thing of apple and right. be like no throw that away yeah, yeah i don't n- want that one like take a take a plug out of a watermelon <laughs> and just dip into there and see if it's okay yeah no there's there's no other there's no other fruit where that's allowed no. and what are you what are you learning from that do you know what a grape tastes like <laughs> Right, very true. I never thought of it. He's like, hmm, maybe this is a different. Yeah. You're just trying to buck the system, aren't you? You're trying to you're trying to get a free sample. I don't know what you're trying to do. Are you? Yeah, I don't know either. But because I, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, yes. Ultimately, you're getting a free sample, but it's but at the same time, it's you're not learning anything. You've never. I don't think anyone that's ever done that has said, oh wow, these this one grape is off, so they're all off. And I and by the way, I think you're running a risk. Don't you have to rinse the grapes before eating them? You should. What kind of weirdo is just grabbing somebody grapes? Somebody just a minute ago was in there moving grapes Breath from right. bag to bag. Exactly. I've seen that lady. She may have a whole litter of kittens at her house. Instead of an orphan banana going back Pop there. Pop open one of the bags of salad and just start, you know, test one of the leaves. Okay, I, yeah, I'll get this one. I want to feel exactly, how good is this one Brussels sprout? <laughs> um, I don't care for that Brussels sprout. I'm going to put them all the way back. Right. I'm going to peel one orange, just have one slice and repeal it, put it back in there. Uh, moving on here in the Too Good for Radio podcast. I don't know where to classify this. We used to do cute or creepy. We used to do stop me when it gets weird. Mm-hmm. I think this kind of falls in both those categories. Okay. Let me introduce you to... I'll stop you when it gets creepy. Yeah. Let me introduce you to Sarah Button. Okay. Uh, Sarah Button is uh, over from... She's from Australia. Okay. Here's what transpires. So her... She's 23 years old and her boyfriend passes on. Okay. So she is going through security in the United Arab Emirates in the uh, airport when all of a sudden... Something beeps and it goes off. What it was, was her boyfriend had known he was going to be dying young. And so he made an arrangement. When she got to the funeral, there was a box for her that she received at the funeral. And inside the box contained a butt plug that he had his ashes put into. Now, when she was going through the airport security, apparently... Where did you get this story? I don't think this is a real story. This is from the Mirror over in UK. All right. So apparently, when she was going through the airport security, she was using the gift while flying. 
and she had to explain what it was, but there was a lady worker in earshot of that conversation. It was led to some back and forth between us, and the male officials did not like the vulgarity I was using to explain. <laughs> they took me and my friend aside without much explanation. She claimed airport security, then took the group's passports and phones, and she was forced to call her dad to ring the Australian embassy for help. Wow. She said an hour later, a big official came and had us sign a super long foreign document and said if we went outside of the airport doors, we'd go to jail. Like the Australian consulate in the United Arab Emirates doesn't have enough going on. You know, gets that phone call and goes, oh, are you? I've got to go to the airport for this. For the butt plug ashes going on here. She says, moral of the story is I was very ignorant of what I had in my bag and the words I used, their values. And I didn't realize explaining a plug would like violate the person that asked about it. (laughs) The attention was initially a joke because he spent so much time in there and it was favorite place. Which is why he put his ashes in the butt plug. She had said that she lost touch for a little while during the time he passed, and that's when she got the butt plug. Honestly, she goes, it's the funniest thing he's ever done. I'll spend my whole life laughing about it, which really beats crying. It's more of like delivering a punchline he set up from the grave, which is so dark but so funny. I also like that I can take him with me to places we'd only dreamed of going. Uh, she said, my life has changed a lot, and I wish he was here to see it, but I'm glad I get to take him with me to places like the Great okay. Barrier Reef and all concerts right, of bands right. we loved. I love the line of, the tension was initially a joke because he spent so much time in there, and it was his favorite place, okay, so which is why his ashes right. are in the butt plug. Okay, so if it's, if it's a joke, then you don't, you don't employ the joke. Correct. You know? What are you doing walking you around just, with it? It's it's like it's a novelty you have sitting around and you, in go, your house. you want to hear something funny. Yeah, before yeah. he died, he thought this was yeah. You don't yeah. actually Walk use around. the. I don't think I don't think that was his intention. Do you? Don't, you you no. don't think his intention no, for ever use that, it no, for no, its express purposes? So. No. Even though that was his favorite place That's, and he spent make, a lot of time in there. She's making that up. <laughs> she is definitely making that up. And you, and and I never thought of it after saying after talking about the story. Um, that the fact that someone sitting at an embassy right had to feel the call. About a situation to where they had to intervene There's and be paperwork like paperwork now, paperwork, and had to try to then call the United Arab Emirates and be like, no, listen, uh, in in other you gotta pl- find a translator in who other knows pl- it, how to well, say butt, butt plug, plug and ashes <laughs> and dead boyfriend, like it all is just right. a mess. A whole different sense of humor over there, right? Too. Exactly. It's just they're never gi- gonna get that. It's just a giant mess. Why? Why even travel with? Yeah, it? that's just you're you, right. You it, go to you go to jail, and it's like you know what? That this is part of the joke. Part of the joke <laughs> is you're in jail. Well, and yeah, for the butt plug, right? I mean, that's that's what it boils down to. So yeah, uh, moving on. Here is a story once again from over in uh, Europe, where uh, these uh, this couple with their young kid had gone to one. They have sometimes they have the safari parks, right, where they have these exotic animals roam free within. Mm-hmm. You can get a drive through, right? So in this particular video, uh, the day isn't starting out the greatest because the four-month-old in the car uh, with this couple had managed to poop all over her car seat somehow. So they're already dealing with that. Yep. So they're like, oh, my God, what's going on? And all of a sudden, you see the, the, someone yell out, are you watching the monkey? What's that monkey doing? <laughs> the camera then pans to show the monkey sitting on the grass nearby brazenly fondling himself as families visit nearby. Brazenly? Yeah. It's it's a monkey. 
<laughs> right, exactly. They said, um, to be fair, when we first saw the action, it was a bit of a distance from the car, but when we got closer, it was clear to see what was happening. <laughs> Our little boy had just turned two and had no idea what was going on. The ridiculous laugh that myself and my partner produced seemed to tickle him, though. It's fair to say we laughed for days, but thankfully less hyena-like than we did in the car. <laughs> we spent the day and night there watching the video back Jeez. on repeat because... And that's the risk you run, though, right? It is, to your well, point, you can't blame the monkey. The no. monkey's just doing what monkeys do. No, in a, in a normal in a normal environment, the, the monkey would just be alone in the woods doing it. But now we've encroached on their land, and we have to watch. You know, they they've gotten together to privacy. Do you think that's a? But do you think in the monkey pack, right? Do you think Bob the monkey is kind of a weird fetish guy? They're like, oh, Bob's doing it again. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. Bob so. never does that by himself. Bob's got to wait till all the cars drive by. Bob, would you knock he it likes off? The attention, but at the same yeah, time, you know, could you imagine like a tour bus of I don't know giraffes going by your house and peeking in your bathroom window while <laughs> you're, just, you're just trying to. You know, I'm trying, never, you're, just I never trying to, you're just trying to pass the time. I, <laughs> Damn giraffe sticks I never, his head in. I never thought about that if, like, the, the monkeys had their own bus driving through and looked at <laughs> looked at you and be like, well, what's this guy doing over Jeez, there? Can you believe it? Can no, you be, yes, I can like, believe it. The guy's just, This know. is my alone time, Jeez. monkey bus. Yeah. What are you doing, you weirdos? He's got 10 minutes to kill. Yeah, come on. Well, there's that, that story of the guy on a two-hour flight couldn't keep it in his pants. Oh, my gosh. He was no. flying from JFK to Detroit. Couldn't keep it in his pants. That's something you don't do in public, like Bob. Like, the monkey can get away with it, but you can't. No, certainly not. Not in those particular situations. Certainly not. Uh, you know, what is very popular with podcasting, since, you know, we are a podcast now as I take a sip of my coffee. Mm-hmm. Because we're too good for the radio. Exactly. That's why we're doing this podcast. Um, murder podcasts. Like, murder and true crime podcasts. We haven't really hit upon that, you know, zeitgeist yet. But we're going to take a delve into that right. in this particular story. Yep, we might uh, we might have we might have someone here for us. Um, this is a tale. Uh, it's a, t- a ter- terrible murder. Terrible murder. Um, guy up in most uh, murders are terrible. Yeah, Sh- Shiawassee County, Michigan. Okay. Uh, and uh, Mark Latunsky. <laughs> oh no! What a Lat- is Latunsky dead or is Latunsky the guy committing the murder? Latunsky is the murderer. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, but I, but I guess my question is. I can see why this happened. What? Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't normally. You're gonna. Yeah, okay. I, I might take this. I'm not taking the side of the murderer. True crime but, here. But I can. You know, it's one of those things where you can see it play. I'd go. Yeah, I. I kind of understand. All right. What did Latunsky do up in whatever county, uh, Minnesota? Shiawassee, Michigan. Shiawassee. Okay. Latunsky <laughs> from Shiawassee uh, up here. But uh, he's going to face charges of first degree murder. He admitted to killing a man. Um, the hearing was for the judge to determine if Latunsky would be sentenced for a charge of first degree or second degree murder. The judge decided on the former. Um, back in 2019, um, the body was found in Latunsky's Shiawassee County home. Uh, I'm sure that's luxurious. Apparently, he he met the victim on a dating app, Uh-oh. Um, and then um, not only killed him. But uh, but like filleted the guy. Yeah. And, what and, are you sitting up for Latunsky for? And ate him. Yeesh. No. Latunsky needs to go away forever. Yeah. Oh, not, forever. Not only ate him, he ate the guy's balls. <laughs> what, what a what? Yeah. What is Latunsky doing? Here's where I might side on the murderer, though. Why? Why he ate the nuts? You can't eat the. nuts. 
You can't eat the nuts. I mean, I guess you could, but why would you? Uh, the victim was 25-year-old Kevin Bacon. <laughs> that Kevin Bacon? <laughs> Not that Kevin that, Bacon. That the Footloose but Kevin the Bacon. Guy's name was, uh, the guy's name was Kevin Bacon. If you're gonna okay. goes on a date and if says, you're gonna, if you're gonna eat anybody, you I guess you eat bacon. So by the way, I, you can I, put, I, I think that should at least maybe by get, the way, get him down to second degree murder. By the way, you go to Latunsky's house. <laughs> you go to Latunsky's house, and he's like, "You're like, mm, what's that smell? What are you cooking? Oh, I'm cooking bacon." You don't ask questions. You just, just you just right. like, "Oh, he's cooking bacon. Yeah. That's fine." Yeah. So Kevin Bacon's uh, killed by Latunsky in Shiawasa County, yeah. and he eats bacon's balls. He eats bacon balls. <laughs> <laughs> That's, back, that's, did, that's really the only reason did, I brought that story. Did, did, he, did he eat bacon? It's terrible. Did he eat back bacon? Terrible, sad. So he's story, a second yeah. degree. So why is he a second degree? Well, I don't just, know. I'm just, I'm just saying it's you know he, you 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 probably if you're gonna, on the side you say it probably wasn't first degree it's maybe second degree because the guy's, the guy's name, name is bacon because the guy's name was bacon. He so walks, so bacon, he, he walks around with the name bacon. He's asking for it. You're gonna get eaten at some point <laughs> in your life. So did you hear that, Kevin Bacon from Footloose? That's how your demise. Better not run into Latunsky again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to make That's fun right. of that poor. There's somebody's dead, and there's somebody sad right now, and we're laughing at that. Well, because bacon balls. Because there's yeah, because he's walking around. If you can't balls. laugh at bacon balls, right. I don't know. He probably the, made that joke several times himself. Probably yeah. that night. <laughs> I. He probably had asked other people on day. Hey, would you like some bacon balls? Terrible. That is absolutely <laughs> terrible. That's our foray into murder podcasting. Yeah. We come away with bacon balls. Other people free people who are wrongly accused in jail. We come away with bacon balls. Uh, we will end this particular version of the podcast Good. with uh, <laughs> be done with it. Yeah. Here is a list because it's one of those things we've talked about before, back when we actually on the radio, where I don't feel old until something like this comes up. Mm. And mm-hmm. it's hard for me to wrap my head around that 1997 is now 25 years ago. Okay? So Mental Floss came up with a list of 25 songs turning 25 in 2022. So the, oh, okay. the, so all these songs, and it, it's an interesting cross-section. The reason why I'm bringing up the list is an interesting cross-section. So I'll go through the list, and we can talk about whether we have a memory of that song, or is it a song that will stand the test of time or whatever it may be. This is okay. the year my daughter was born. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, so there's, there's extra energy here. All right. So uh, number 25 they have on this list is White Town, Your Woman. I could never be your do do do. It was a bad song. Okay, I never liked that song. Number twenty four is the Verb, Bittersweet oh, Symphony. Bittersweet Symphony. And I, I'm going to admit that as a lonely guy in 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 college, it did its job, right? It did. It did. It was just like, there were there were times like you would come home mm-hmm. and like you'd been rejected by the girl that you had penned love poems for and everything, yeah. and you just it's a bittersweet symphony. It go really off is. in the other room and do a little monkey business. <laughs> the Bittersweet Symphony? Well, no. that's, 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 that's the saddest background music ever. Oh, God, he's got Bittersweet Symphony. <laughs> Don't bother Mike. <laughs> stop, stop that. Stop that. Do not do not do what you just did with your hand. Stop that. You have to. You have to really get in the spirit of it. Uh, these are 25 songs from 20, <laughs> 25 and 2022. Third Eye Blind, Semi-Charm Life. Okay. It's turning 25. Here's one, Sugar Ray Fly. Oh, yeah. This was the year that Sugar Ray was, yeah, that was. Yeah, Mark McGrath. And the, owned everything. And the best part about Fly was if you actually purchased the album that Fly was on, mm. 
the rest of the album was like nothing but new metal. Like it was oh, like, really? it was just like hard it was like it was like limp biscuit t- style like rap metal type things yeah. and then there was fly. So they had all these people who bought that album that bitched and moaned they're just yeah, like sure. but they knew what they were doing. But yeah, it seems like from like late 96 to early 98 uh, Sugar Ray was everywhere and then you couldn't you couldn't throw a rock. Funny Mark McGrath story. Okay. Um a buddy of mine who lives down in Orlando. So Sugar Ray played Universal Studios like this past summer. And uh, Mark McGrath said something along the lines of, I used to be hot in the 90s. Now I look like all of you. <laughs> Needless to say. How'd that go over? Booze rained down yeah. upon Sugar Ray at that point. May want to rethink your banter from the stage. Indeed. Uh 21, Sneaker Pimps, Six Underground. Six Underground, yeah. That was that very, like, moody type of alternative mm-hmm. rock there. Uh, number 20, Savage Garden, Truly Madly Deeply. Talk about a band that was, like, yeah. there and then yep. gone. That was Savage Garden. Yeah, very true. Radiohead Karma Police oh, yeah. turns 25. That was a big Radiohead year, too. It was, it was the year Radiohead turned, mm-hmm. remember? It was like, you had Creep, and then all of a sudden... Karma Police came out, and you're like, they're just fiddling around with knobs in the studio, right? Yeah. There's no real structure well, to their songs. Yeah, either that or people started to discover they're kind of weird. It's, it's you know almost like the Sugar Ray effect. You bought the album, went okay. This you know <laughs> that one song was neat, but everything else got kind of strange. Uh, Puff Daddy featuring Faith Evans and One Twelve. I'll be missing you. Oh sure, this yeah. is the first Forgot time about that one. Puff Daddy actually rapped. Uh-huh. Right, he was always the behind the scenes guy. Biggie, notorious B.I.G., gets gunned down. They write this song, and all of a sudden, P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, is everywhere Mm -hmm. with his rap career. The Prodigy, Smack My Bitch Up, (laughs) that that was uh, turning 25. Mark Morrison's Return of the Mac, also turning 25. Return of the Mac. Yeah, I think we're at the point, finally, because, you know, you can... You can kind of look at the 70s and, and, you know, identify it with a certain sound or a feel or a disco kind of a kind of a thing. Same thing with the 60s and the same thing with the 50s, um, even though there was a wide range of stuff going on. Right. But I think we're at that point where the 90s, you can kind it, it kind of we're starting to feel what the 90s looks like from afar. Yeah. And that's what that's why I like this list, because yeah. so far they're running the gamut, right? They're not just focusing. They're showing you exactly how much was involved in music in 1997. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting cross-section of what was popular. Because number 15, uh, Sex and Candy by Marcy Playground is turning 25. Wow. And that, once again, was kind of that angsty acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. But they were another band that was like, they had Sex and Candy, right. and that was about it. Right. Number 14 was a cultural freaking phenomena, and it turns 25. Los Del Rios... The Macarena. The Macarena. You couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't. And, you know, it's funny because it, it always comes up on the list of, you know, name a song that gets stuck in your head and you hate it. And, uh, and it, that, that one always pops up. But, it's, but you also have to acknowledge everybody loved that damn song. Oh, God, yeah. Because it was couldn't so— Couldn't get enough of it. Because it was so easy to do the dance. Yeah. Couldn't get enough of it until you had enough of it. And then you wanted nothing to do with it. You're right. It hit that interesting breaking point of like mm. everybody loves the Macarena. I hate the Macarena. Right. So there was no in between. There was no. You're, there was no like they weaned you off slowly. Mm-hmm. It was like Macarena, Macarena, Macarena. Yeah. Dead to me. Yeah. And it wasn't it, like slowly went away. Just dead to me. Have you ever done the thing where you pull too many Oreos out of the sleeve more than you think you should have? Yeah. You know, and you 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 still go. You push through to those last two, and you go. That I should not have done that. 
And I think that's what happened with Macarena. <laughs> the, the Oreo of 1997. Yeah. It was like, that was too much. Uh, KCI and JoJo's All My Life. That was a big ballad. Elton John's Candle in the Wind, 1997. He oh, felt who died like, for that one? I can't was remember. That, no, that would have been Princess Diana, right? 25 years ago, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, it seemed, it seemed like that one always came up when somebody significant died. Yes, he always would. Yeah. It seems to me like a candle in yeah. the wind. That's all he would do. Uh, Harvey Danger. Flagpole City. Oh, gosh, City, yeah. Turning 25. Another band that was just a meteorite flashed mm. and then <laughs> petered out. Here's the one. This one really hits you. That Hanson's Mbop turns 25 this year. And so you think about it. That means... That the drummer from Hanson is pushing damn near forty this mm-hmm. year. That's interesting. I, 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 yeah, no, I guess that 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 sounds right. For some reason, I I, I put them earlier in the nineties, but that that feels right. Yeah, in nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, huh. and they're still around to yeah, this they day. They still ride that wave, and they they the thing the reason why I think they have survived right is because they are self aware enough to know what they are. Yeah, that's fair. That's you know fair. what I'm saying? Like, so they didn't, never took themselves too seriously as an artist. Uh, Missy Misdemeanor Elliott's The Rain. Don't really have a point of reference mm-hmm. on that one. Here's one. Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On. Oh, turns, sure. So that means the dumb Titanic movie Titanic, yeah. turned 25. So may I just pat myself on the back? Go ahead. I have been able to never see that movie now for 25 years. You've got a good streak going. You, But you have me beat with Back to the Future. Yeah, and Ghostbusters. And go- how have you not seen either I of those movies? Know. I just how many times you see Titanic? Did you have to go? I saw it. Did you have to go because of uh, uh, the lady no, I th- at the I time? I rented it. Oh, you rented it? Yeah. Okay. On two VHSs, I remember. Oh, God, that's know. right. I remember that. <laughs> how harrowing was that to remember to return both? <laughs> right. And rewind both. Oh, God. Uh, Daft Punk's Around the World. Mm-hmm. Uh, corner Shop's Brimful of Asha, also turning 25. Paula Cole and her unshaven armpits. Where have all the cowboys gone? Yeah, there were a lot of, um, that was right around the, a lot of angry chicks at that point. Well, we're getting- Angry chick rock. Are we coming up on that? Yeah, we're we're coming up on Meredith Brooks. Brooks, Bitch. And the thing about that one was, up until that point, early on a little bit, but you hadn't really heard a song on the radio where they allowed the swear word to be said without any real major editing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like like pre-bitch, you would be like, okay, I don't mm, – we don't know if we're going to get away yeah. with it. I mean they would push the, the boundaries, but they allowed her to just blurt it out. Well, I think what was different about that song, because it certainly would have come up in other songs, Elton John's The Bitch Is Back, for example. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, I think what was different about that was that was the name of the song. Correct. That was, the, I mean, that was the reprise. That was the you kept coming back. It wasn't like it just got said uh, in a in a in a verse. Correct. And so that's why there was always that. There, you know, that's right around the time when I started to think about commercial radio and everything mm-hmm. else. And it would be interesting to see how different stations would handle the title. Yeah. Like that's Meredith Brooks with the B word. And it's like <laughs> what? Like just just say you just allowed right. her to say it over and over in the song. Why are you all of a sudden now editing the title of yeah. It's the B Word? Look, if you're playing the butthole surfers, you can certainly play Meredith. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh also turning twenty five this year, Chumba Wumba, tub thumping. No kidding. That has kind of refound its footing a little bit. The, For the, whom? 
Like, just as a drinking anthem, I oh, think. Oh, okay. Like, I, I don't think that... That's a song that kind of never went away. Like, if you still play Chumbawamba to this day, right? The, well, to your point, if you if I were to turn on the Macarena yeah. in present day, 25 years later, right. people would be like, oh, turn that right. crap off. Right, right, right. But if I turn on Chumbawamba, everyone would be like, oh, you just that's enjoy all. It. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's it's, that's it's hard not to enjoy. Uh, also on the list is Black Streets, No Diggity. Okay. And... Uh, the final song in this list of uh, 25 songs turning 25 in 2022 is Aqua's Barbie Girl. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Think about that, that that song is 25 years mm-hmm. old now. It doesn't seem like it was that long ago. And I'm that not, one, too, comes on. It's like, ah, I want no part of this song. I don't know. That's one of the ones. Like, you look at that cross-section, right, of, of all the songs we talked about there. There are some that stick out, and you go, how and why and every generation has that. Mm-hmm. But how and why did those become so popular? And Barbie Girl is one of them. Yeah. Like, like I, 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 looking back, I don't. I'm like, how did that catch on so much? With was it because it was? I don't know. I'm not quite sure. It's hard for me. It was like it's the antithesis of the yeah. empowering women rock, but also I don't know because it because it. I don't know because it, it feels like it's boy. If it's not, it's borderline novelty. Yes, I would agree with you on that one. If it's not full-on novelty, it certainly is a borderline novelty record. Oh, yeah, big time. Um, and and so you think about – I'm trying to think of the last time that's happened. Oh, we get that borderline – Just like a silly song becomes the song that everyone has to listen to oh, over and over again. That's a we great question. Get that I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about instrumentals too. Remember there was a what there was a time when you you know instrumentals yeah. would be a thing. Yeah, like uh, what was it, Herbie Hancock way back in the oh, day? Yeah. Do, 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 Van Gellis. Uh, well, and the and the Fogelmeyer or Fultemeyer. Oh yeah, Axel with F. Axel F. Yeah. yeah, I mean that was another one, but you um, don't really get that as much anymore. No. The thing um, that really throwing me off with music, and, and, and I don't know if it's twenty five years old, but that stupid uh, Eiffel sixty five blue song. Oh yeah. That? yeah. That's coming back. It is, yeah. So now it's a new hit. Like yeah. it's that it's David Guetta and BB Rexa, right. best freaking night of my life. I'm that, like, I'm like, who yeah. who's playing that song? But they find a new life. Yeah, and it's and, and that's that's why it's always interesting to me when people in present time try to go, ah, oh, music today is terrible and awful, and you know, it, it's like you can never really assess it. In real time. No. You have to let it sit, and a decade or two have to go by, and the, a list like this comes up, and it, it kind of paints the picture of what music at that time sounded like. Um, and because, yeah, you just, you never, you never know in real time what is going to be there forever. Correct. And I, if I'm looking at that list we just went through, as far as like things I would put into a time capsule for people to, to find, you know, years from now of what. 1997 is all about as much as I hate to admit it the one that probably that has the longest is still probably that stupid Celine Dion song oh yeah right I mean because it was such a massive mm-hmm. movie and a massive hit although the best version of it is on a recorder I think that's it's it's one of those songs that uh, certain people would acknowledge maybe not in, 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 they would at least say yes if I'm alone in the car I'll belt that thing at the top of my lungs. Oh, I was going to say, if any of these songs... It's one of those. See, I, I turn it off. Not for me, but no. I, I can see that. I can it, see it, a lot of people, it has, yeah. it has that It has that feel to it. Yeah, there's some songs where you just would come on and you still have disdain, mm-hmm. but uh, I still, to this day, get flashbacks now because of Bittersweet Symphony, and I'm sure the listeners will now, too. <laughs> what, a sad, what a sad soundtrack for self-love. <laughs> oh, another bad night. Just struck out again, huh, Mike? <laughs> 
sorry. Oh, God. oh he's locked. He shut the dorm room door. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Old strumming the harp, I guess. Strumming the harp. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, you can use that to let everyone know what you're doing this weekend. It's the Michael Molson Too Good for Radio podcast. Godspeed, Kevin Bacon.